3: Hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One here on the MMA Fighting Podcast Network as we discuss the what's next following a chaotic UFC Vegas 21 event on Saturday night. Most of the car was a lot of fun. Some of it, not so much, including the main event, the return of Leon Edwards that lasted five minutes and 18 seconds and ended in an accidental yet horrific and nasty eye poke to Bilal Muhammad that led to the fight being ruled a no contest. Just the ending that, you know, we shouldn't be surprised about in 2021 in Mixed Martial Arts, but we're going to talk all about that and where we go from here. I am Mike Heck, and joining me in this adventure in good times and in bad, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, and uh, we need the Prince of Positivity right now. Alex Kaylee, how are you, sir? Mike. My best friend, what a what a marvelous two weeks of
4: storylines we've had. We have to sort through, especially in regards to matchmaking. Who this the March was supposed to bring resolution to a lot of these title fight pictures, contender questions. We are left with so many more questions somehow. Uh, and isn't that isn't that the beauty of MMA? But well, uh, yes, no one could have foreseen. Forget forget not you know not being able to figure out you know. Predict that a fight would end in disqualification or no contest. Obviously, nobody can predict that, but but just that it would it would it, we, we the, everything would be so murky. Uh, we have two more title fights coming up this month, don't we? do we have the heavyweight title fight and featherweight? And They're... now I don't know what I honestly <laughs> now I'm scared. I, we used to worry about fights uh, falling through, like like title fights falling through. Now we're just and main events. Now we're just hoping that they finish. Well, <laughs> they have a finish and a winner.
3: Crazy, unbelievable. Um, especially in March, you know it's. St. Paddy's Day month, the luck of the Irish, you know, everybody's Irish, spring is coming. Like, come on now. New beginnings.
4: New beginnings.
3: (laughs) Uh, Well, let's see if there's new beginnings for the combatants in the main event. Uh, Let's begin with Leon Edwards. And you said it best on Twitter, AK, seeing Leon Edwards in a UFC octagon on Saturday. It was surreal. Like, we hadn't seen him since July of 2019. He looked fantastic in the first round it was like the one of the best rounds we'd ever seen out of him he had Bilal muhammad badly hurt with a head kick he was pushing the pace against a guy who typically pushes the pace muhammad showed obviously his toughness he survived and then got poked badly in the eye and, and the fight is over man this was outside of leon just getting absolutely toasted in the first round this was one of the worst things that could have happened, in my opinion, looking towards a possible title shot, and then he comes in, has a great first round, and ends in a no contest. What do we do now, AK?
4: Mike, this week I did a lot of what I want to happen. I did a lot of what I want to happen. I think, I think we deserve to treat ourselves after some of the, the drama and disappointment we've seen in the last, again, eight days, eight some days. Uh, so I did a lot of what, not not what I think will happen, but what I want to happen. I will not give up on Leon Edwards fighting Jorge. I know it's a fight that probably happened down the road somewhere. It, it, it's always going to have a decent amount of heat, but I'll I, I will never understand how they didn't make that fight happen uh, after after the incident in, in England. Like it was just it's right there. It doesn't need a title on the line. I know that's where where Masvidal is at in his career now. I think he feels like everything has to be for a title. But you use the BMF prop. If they if they if they have to make it a title fight and 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 they have to give uh, Masvidal or if he wants championship money. Just, just give him the money. He is, he is a star. He's, he's more famous than some of your champions. He, de- he deserves that championship pay when, when, when he fights. So, uh, I'm not giving up on that fight. Do it for the BMF belt. Obviously, ideally, you would want to do it uh, in England for the novelty of it, and you know, to, to make it if you could travel, but that might not be an option. If it has to be the apex, do it with the apex. You know, that's less life we're living right now. But no, I won't give up on Edwards versus uh, Jorge as If I was matchmaking, that's what I'd do next. So I, I don't care what the, what should happen next. Uh, and I guess we can discuss the merits of a Muhammad rematch in a minute. But, I mean, go ahead, uh, Mike. Let's. I want to hear what you have to say.
3: This is such an interesting case because there's, like, there's so many different teams when it comes to this. Because there are some people who believe that Leon Edwards shouldn't even have fought Hamzad or fought Bala Muhammad. He should have immediately been thrust into a title fight as soon as he was ready to return. Then you have the other camp who's just like, yeah, he's he's got an 8 fight winning streak and he's unbeaten in 9, but like look who he's beat. You know, he's he hasn't beaten a, a single guy in the top 10. He beat Rafael dos Sanjos, who is a former world champion at 155. That's the most impressive win he's got. He's got Dominic Waters, Albert Tumanoff, Vicente Luque, Brian Barberina, Peter Sabata, Donald Cerrone, which is a very close fight if you go back and watch it. Gunnar Nelson, very close fight. And then again, the Dosanjos win, who was the champion at 155. So, while we're impressed with the guy on a winning streak like that, people sort of look at the overall body of work and look at the resume and compare it to other guys at 170, and they're like, "Why are we even talking about this guy getting a title shot because of who he's beat?" And then you have like just all these different sides on where we go from here. Like some people again think throw him into a title fight. You're ready to throw him in there with Mazdal. and I feel like that ship has kind of sailed. If they made it, great. And I want to take that stance with you to just say, like, what I want, what I want to see, but I don't know what I want to see. Leon's just such an enigma in that, that I don't know. And this really depends on when he wants to come back and fight. Like, there's options for him. Although, I don't think Mazdal is one of them. I don't think the title is one of them. Unfortunately, he cannot be too picky here. He needs to get in there and he needs to get there in there as soon as possible. And it's hard to gauge where this could go because. We need to see who Usman does fight next. We need to see who Gilbert Burns is fighting next. He's teasing a fight in June. We don't know what's going to happen. Maybe he fights Wonder Boy. Maybe he fights Colby. So the answer to me is, it's he that fights Wonder Boy or Michael Chiesa. Like, it's, there's just no other option here. Like, it just depends on who is ready to fight first. Which I think Wonder Boy is probably going to be ready to fight first. I know he's got an MRI on his hands. So we need to see where he's going. He thinks he could probably fight in May or June. Kiesa said, "I ain't fighting until July. He's got a wedding and all this stuff to prepare for, so it's tough, man. He probably just at this point needs to stay ready for an opportunity to come along and then just pounce on it, right?"
4: Yeah, I'm down with I'm down with either of those options. I know I think it was someone on our uh, on the post fight show we did Saturday that recommended uh, is 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 Luke. Gay. Uh, Woodley winner possibility. You meant, of course, you mentioned he already beat Luque. I think if Woodley wins, I still think there's some juice there. Of course, that was the uh, one of the first big fights that was that was spoiled by the COVID 19 pandemic. As you remember, that was supposed to be a really big moment for Edwards. The fight that was the fight that was going to vault him towards a title shot. Uh, I think he would have been favored to beat Woodley, and if he did, it would have made a logical uh, next step for him to, to to get a rematch with Usman. But we all know what happened there, and then the, the just a completely lost 2020, um, for Leon Edwards. So, uh, yeah, I like, but I'm I'm okay. I, I like I like Woodley Wonderboy. Uh, I think these are all Kiesa, all good options. Uh, like you said, he needs to stay ready. What do you think the odds are, Mike, of a Muhammad rematch? Would you take what kind of odds would I have to give you to bet on that? Would you Would you take five to one odds that that rematch happens?
3: I don't think it happens. I think wow. it happens. I, I think it happens someday. It's not going to happen next. What odds would I have to give ten to one? Ten to one chance that, that happens? You'd have to give me fifty to one. Whoa! I just—it's wow. I just for, for for multiple reasons. One, the fight wasn't supposed to happen to begin with. Two, no offense to Bilal Muhammad, but Leon was lighting his ass up. Like it—it it just was what it was. Bilal is tough as anything. I love Bilal Muhammad, but Leon—we we could we could tell in the first five minutes like who was the better fighter. Um, Bilal was tough, and I don't think he could have taken much more. Uh, another high kick to the head, which is wide open for him. Unless Bilal could could turn the pacing around and start pushing forward, he just didn't seem like he was all there when it, when it came to that. Plus, you don't know how long Bilal's going to be out for, and Leon needs to fight fast. Like, this can't be we're out for six months, then we fight. He needs to be back by the summertime, by June, before July. He needs to fight, and he needs to fight somebody. I, I, I just... That eye poke was so gnarly, and how he looked, and how painful that looked. I just don't see a world where Bilal's back before the summertime. I don't know if we see him again till like September. You know what I mean? Like he could be out for a while.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think that, I think the timing is is the main factor. Beyond, you're right. Beyond the fact that most of us feel that uh, Edwards was the favorite in that fight for a reason, and he was showing it. And even though it was only only got around in a bit of action. Yeah, I don't. You're right. I I don't know how much more. Uh, how much more Muhammad can do in a rematch with Edwards at this point in his career. Maybe down the road it'd be a more competitive fight. At this stage it was yeah, maybe it was, you know, leading towards a an error but man, I would have liked to see how um how Muhammad would have done in, you know, fourth and fifth round. I would have loved to see him get the chance to push it in a fourth and fifth round. You know, his cardios, ah gosh, we really lost something there. But um but yeah the timing you're right you're right we do want to see leon get back in there the thought of him <laughs> being on the shelf if that if if the plan is for a muhammad rematch and him being on the shelf again for another six months is like oh <laughs> it's just, it just be horrible so oh man but yeah tw- 20 months on the shelf and then that happens and uh muhammad his first main event and then that happens oh, gosh I, I guess we got to talk more about Bilal, don't we
3: yeah i mean this is the, the, the no i mean it's it's awful for Bilal. like that was nasty but at the end of the day, the no contest probably was, like, it's it's really bad for Leon. This probably was, like, the best thing that could have happened to Bilal after that first round. Like, I don't want to see him in pain, and at, at the reaction to that was bad. But coming oh. out of that without a loss after that first round is uh, not bad. He's not going to lose any, any juice in the rankings. He's going to stay right in the top 15. He doesn't go down as a loss. It stinks, and he's going to be in pain for a while. Hopefully he comes back sooner rather than later. But... Again, I mean, for Bala I mean, it's tough because we like get, uh, we just don't know how long he's going to be out for. I, I'm I'm happy to hear that his vision is coming back. There's not going to be any permanent damage to the eye, so that's great. And I'm torn because uh, I haven't really decided on this yet. Oh, oh, you know, all right. People so are a, li- a live live decision making because I'm torn between two. All right, so here's what I'm going to go with okay. Clearly, he deserves a top 15 guy. And regardless of how long Bilal is going to be out for, this division is going to move forward. So, if Bilal Muhammad somehow can make it back in, like, July, I'm down to rebook Bilal versus Sean Brady. Do that fight. I'm in. If it's going to be longer than that, AK, and it all depends on if this man takes that pen and... Signs a new deal with the UFC. Let's give Bilal Muhammad a name that he could be proud of outside of the top 15. Let's do Bilal Muhammad versus Carlos Condit. How about that? Those are my two options. If he can't get it, it's Brady. If he can come back relatively soon, that's the matchup that makes great sense for both guys. If not, let's reward Bilal with a fun fight that he could that he has a good chance of winning and can get the, a good rub off of even though the guy's not in the top 15 how about the natural born killer i'm, I'm okay with either of those options pulling pulling the condit card i i like that for the show uh we
4: have a we have a pool of veterans that i feel like in various divisions that we can we can pull out at, 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 and i think we've been fairly judicious with it i don't think we robbie lawler would be one of them carlos condit uh jose aldo dominic cruz I guess Edgar now is in there. I'm probably forgetting a bunch of names in other divisions, but uh, we, so there were some heavyweights, unfortunately, who now, now have been cut. We can't pull those names anymore. But uh, yes, yeah, so I think it's funny that, that we ha- we have these names. And Khan is not a bad one. Khan is not a bad. One. I should check the tape to see the last time. You we should have a limit that you can only bring up like Khan if they're <laughs> if, they, if they haven't been booked in a while, you can only because obviously we throw these guys to all kinds of matchups with them. Like we like we said, guys who are deserving fighters who have kind of fallen on on some hard luck. Uh, Mike, do remember. We, we had to – oh, no, we didn't have to match me for Muhammad. I'm looking back the last time Bilal fought, and he was my wild card pick. I don't – this was on uh, UFC 258, February 13th. I, I don't imagine he was your wild card pick as well. I could be wrong though. Um, so so this was easy for me. This is easy for me because I already had a, I had a pick. I don't see – again, this was a month ago. I don't see why I should change it since since no contests, again, are fights that in my mind essentially just didn't happen. And I would just love to pretend that this result didn't happen. Uh, so I had Neil Magny for him then. I kind of still like Neil Magny for him now. I think I think that's a good matchup. Uh, I, you know, what I've got from this conversation we've had so far, Mike, is that <laughs> even though it, no, as even though it's been unfortunate uh, what happened, it does feel like there at least okay as long as Edwards gets back in there quickly, there's still a good name for him. Arguably sure. a bigger name, you know, like you said, Condit, Chiesa, um and. Uh, and for Muhammad, I, he doesn't lose a rank. He doesn't lose a spot. You, you just said, as horrible as it sounds, that a no contest is maybe the best thing that could have happened to him based on how the fight was going. Because, yeah, he doesn't lose anything from this. And he's in the same position he was, which is why I think the Neil Magny fight uh, makes sense. I think it'd be, Neil Magny would like that one, too. Uh, I think he'd love it. He'd because, love, again, Muhammad's kind of got a little buzz around his name. Magny loves taking buzz away from, from people's names. That's why, that's why he's been in the top 10, top 15 for so long. So. I'll stick with that. I'll stick with. It. I'm not. I'm not going outside the box here. I, I had a plan for Muhammad. This doesn't change it.
3: I think we discussed that, and I just said Go, give him what he wants, which is Li Jing Liang before he took this sure. fight. Um, still, but I, still an option. If still you want to, I, I hope you don't get a lot of uh, heat for this selection, AK, just because people love the fact that you've been all in on Neil on Neil. And I the, told people well, I'm I moving on for now. I'm moving on for now. All right. All right, well, let's go to the co-main event. let's talk about uh, some more positive things. Ryan Spann gets a ferocious finish of one Misha Serkinov. He's on to a new year after a very interesting 2020. Takes on Sam Alvey in a fight that everyone thought he was just going to steamroll through. Sam Alvey gave the man a fight, and then he gets stopped by Johnny Walker. 2020 wasn't his best year, but he starts off a new year with a... with the fresh paint of coat, as the kid le- kids like to say, haha. Where does Mister Superman go from Saturday night? Again, what I would do, I would love to see this fight. Uh, you know, I'm I'm
4: loath to match up fighters on considerable losing streaks with fighters who are just coming off wins, but than, I think name wise, reputation wise, it makes sense. And this this guy's kind of beyond winning and losing streaks at this point in his career. Give me Ryan Spann and Tiago Santos. Give me Ryan Span ahead. That is a dynamite matchup. Uh, I think Tiago Santos, again, that fight with Rakic was close. I think he lost, but I, I don't – I just – I don't think that was him. You know, I, I think – with no disrespect to Rakic, by the way. But I don't think that was the best of uh, Tiago Santos. I think – I want to see uh, – I want I want Maheta, as much as anything, to get a chance to prove how high level he is, that he's still possibly a top five contender light heavyweight. And I think he's, like, such a better striker than Ryan Spann that, uh, you know, that's his chance to do it. However – when you add in Ryan Spans, he's a younger guy. He's got some amazing physical gifts, uh, great finishing power. I, mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if he took out uh, Mahetta either. So you know, this is why they make the fights, and I, I would love to see that one happen. I think it's a it's a it's a top ten banger, uh, and and a, and a good reward for Span, I think, for the success that he's had uh, in his UFC career so far. So uh, he deserves a shot at uh, at someone someone in the top five, top ten.
3: Hmm, very interesting. I think he needs another win. I like it. If they make it, I'm like, hell yeah, let's watch it. I think he's probably going to need another win, though. I liked his idea, fighting the winner of Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute. That works. I also like the winner of Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill whenever that one gets rebooked because that's the plan, Mm -hmm. of course. I believe they're supposed to fight. Were they supposed to fight next week? Or was this supposed it was to be? A, it was supposed
4: to be it was supposed to be this up, this upcoming card. It was supposed to be twentieth.
3: Yeah. All right. So something happened I think it was a COVID yeah. thing for Jamal Hill. Uh so yes. I, I guess they have another date. We haven't been able to confirm what that date is, but either of those work for me. Terrific performance from Ryan Span and uh that's a guy I'm really excited to see where he ends up at the end of the year. He could shake some things up in a big way if he can keep his mind right and and string some performances together. As we go from Ryan Span to uh to Daddy Dan. Dan Ige, a.k., holy cow, 22 seconds, knocks out Gavin Tucker. That was a statement that he made in a bounce-back performance following the loss to Calvin Cater in July. A lot of people were on the Gavin Tucker bandwagon. They were ready to watch him slip in there and knock Dan Ige out of the top 15 and send him packing. Dan Ige, confident as ever, used this time off to his advantage. And you know what? Let's give the man what he wants. He made our jobs easy. Sometimes I get a little frustrated with that, but in this case, I'm giving him what he wants. He wants a Korean zombie, let's give it to him. Sign me up, AK, I am in, what say you? This man
4: is a risk taker, Dan Ige. <laughs> the dynamite, dynamite dad, Dan, dynamite dad, Ige. 50K, living up to his nickname, uh, getting that sweet, sweet 50K, that's that's gonna go long. That's a, that's a, lot, of, that's a lot of bait formula, that's a lot of formula. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. Ek Zombie, amazing matchup. Uh, I'm totally be down for it. I guess I have to give up on my uh, Barbosa Zombie dream for now. Barbosa is gonna fight Shane Burgos, May fifteenth. So okay, so I, I've been. I think I've championed for this on like a couple of shows now, and I've I've removed Barbosa and Zombie from my uh, featherweight matchmaking options. But okay, he's certainly a free man now. Danny game makes a lot of sense whenever Dan is uh, ready to uh, ready to come back and fight. Because again, I'm sure he wants to take a little bit more time off than usual to um you know to, to to look after his newborn, which is which is awesome news. So I I did have another option though. Again, this is something if I, if I was in control, uh, I I like a matchup with Josh Evan. I know we've been uh, we've thrown Josh's name out there a few times, but also been hesitant to do so because he's coming off a knee. In, uh, it's a knee injury, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's coming off a pretty serious knee injury, uh, but that was, I think, a uh, well, that'll be a year ago. Come this summer, uh, as far as I know, I I think he's getting he's supposed to be getting it checked on soon, and uh, you know, hopefully the news is good and he's he's able to come back and uh, healthy and, and nothing lost. Uh, because I think, yeah, that's I have Emmett just ahead of Ege in my mystery rankings, and uh, yeah, it, it, look, it'd just be a banger. It, right, same with Zombie, it'd be a banger. Uh, but also again, I think Ege after fighting someone after taking out someone who uh, was a short nose replacement who was. Pretty far behind him in the rankings, I, w- I would argue. Um, even though, yes, I was on the Tucker fan ranking, And I picked Tucker to win because I'm an idiot. Yeah, uh, I-, I think he deserves it. a top 10 opponent. I think Emmett is still in there. I'm not sure where his position has shifted while he's been out. I still have him in my top 10. So uh, I think Ige, Ige Emmett is my just just over Ige Zombie is, would be my matchup.
3: Now, normally when Josh Emmett's name gets brought up, I'm like, eh, tough to gauge. We don't know when he's going to be back. I think this one makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. um, because, like you said, in is going to be a dad. He wants to spend some time with with his wife and his his uh, newborn son, which I believe it's. Uh, like April 9th, I believe Dan said was, was the due date. I mean, she, she, from what he said, she's already like full term, so that can happen at any point now. But, you know, give him a couple months, June, July, that should give Emmett enough time to get back because Emmett's an animal and probably a very quick healer in tremendous physical condition. So um, that makes sense. I would be absolutely down for that as we uh, we go from the featherweight ranks to the bantamweight ranks at 35 years young, AK. Davy Grant is on fire right now. He knocks out Jonathan Martinez in the second round. That is a super impressive win over a guy many thought was a win or two away from cracking the top 15. That was a big time performance from Davy Grant. What do you want to see for Dangerous Davy after a huge win on Saturday? Yeah, a dangerous debut on the feet. Now. A big-time performance striking. If you had told me, oh, he's going to stand
4: and strike with Jonathan Martínez, I'm like, no, that's he's going to get smoked. He's got to go for that takedown, got to go for those subs. But he's got this new unorthodox style. Where he's just winging – he's going in there and winging bombs. I mean, he, he's – he's not like – it's not like his striking. He's become like super crisp and technical. Uh, I mean, he's certainly more technical than I'm giving him credit for. But he's really, really starting with full power. And, boy, when he finds the button these days, he sh- he's shutting out dudes right off. So – yeah, incredible uh, sort of resurgence for Grant, who's had a lot of trouble with injuries. But uh, I, there was a number of names here. I, I thought maybe the Hunter Azure Jack Shore winner. They fought on April 10th. Saeed Nurmagomedov would be an interesting test. Or I should say he'd be an interesting test for Saeed Nurmagomedov. And uh, Chris Gutierrez, another name that popped up. But again, what would I do, Mike? What would I do? I am using my Louis Smolka card. Because uh, Smoke, again, a guy who's, who's a veteran, you can match up with a lot of people. I wanted him for Sean O'Malley. I've wanted that matchup for a long time. Sean O'Malley now is booked. He is fighting. <clears throat> excuse me. He is fighting Thomas Almeida. So he's off he's off he's off my out of that pool right now. Uh, and so Louis Smoke is a free man again. Give me Louis Smoke and Grant. Two veteran guys, two great two great fight finishers. I've just that, that's just an exciting, exciting matchup. And one of many, one of many that are at 135. Man, when I was watching that Martinez Grant fight, I was just thinking to myself like, this is like a mid tier. Bantam uh, bantamweight fight, but it totally deserves to be on the main card, and it's and it's and the first round was awesome, and the finish was awesome. So, just a great division.
3: Gutierrez was kind of the one that shot in my brain right off the bat, just because Gutierrez is probably going to call for that fight because he wants to avenge the loss of his teammate, which he had done before. He did it with Andre um. ewell and you know we got a we got a victory, and Gutierrez has been surging right now, so I'd like to see that, but. I'm going to go with my gut, the one that like um, that like jumped into my head that got me fired up when I started thinking about this. Let's give him a gentleman who got his own impressive stoppage win earlier this month, also did it in the second round. I want to see the legendary English power of Davy Grant against the legendary second round power of one Trevin Jones. That is high-level ferocity at its best, AK. I want to see these two guys get in there, sling some leather in the first. Both guys very dangerous in the second. Who will drop who? There you go. There's your matchup.
4: That was one of the spoiler for the section ahead. That was one of the most popular reader selections. So, I, I hadn't even thought of it, but Mike, you are not alone in this. There is a there is heat <laughs> <laughs> behind uh, Grant, uh, David Grant versus Trevin Jones. This is a real thing. So, yeah, I love it. Again, I hadn't thought about it until I saw it, and I'm like, this is a really great matchup. Okay, like I, I'm into that. And Now you have given it the official stamp of approval. Many of our listeners will be very happy.
3: We're going to take continue the weight class elevator going down floor as we go from featherweight to bantamweight. Now we're going to the flyweight division. Mateus Nicolau gets a big win over former Ryzen champ Manel Cape. It was a bit controversial with the judging because it seems like literally everybody who has eyes and watched that fight scored it for Manel Cape, who now falls to 0-2 in the UFC. We did not see this coming, but Mateus Nicolau returns the promotion. And no matter how you slice it, it's going to go in the record books as a win for the returning Nicolau. So this is pretty easy for me, AK. I mean, 25 is awesome. You can mix and match. There's no wrong answer. But I'm going to go with uh, Amir Albazi. I think it's a fun fight. 125 is great. The, the scrambles between those guys, the striking exchanges will be fun. I'll go with that. What do you think? I'm going higher. I'm
4: going way higher in the rankings. Mateus was a was a top 10 flyweight when he left the UFC. Uh, he has done nothing since then to change my opinion of that. Again, he went 2-0. Uh, he fought. One of the fights was for Brave, very reputable promotion. Um, uh, was supposed to fight Jose Shorty Torres, which went. I mean, uh, again, I think uh, between two top flyweights and a fight between two top flyweights that was put off of course because of uh, COVID leading to cancellation of some events. But uh, on my rankings, I have Mateus Nicolau, not including the champion. I have him at 10th. So if we're not counting the champion, I do I have him right there at 10. I have no issue with it. Yes, a lot of great flyweights, as you mentioned, have debuted with the UFC since then. Uh, Albazi is certainly one of them David Dvorak uh, who else was, was signed into? I, I think Bontorin bon I think was after Nicolau um, Roland Paiva a lot of good fighters a lot of good fighters that Cuomo Um so but I want to give him a top 10 guy and I think someone who just recently won uh, last week even and I think it'd be a great stylistic matchup Matthias Nicolau and Tim Elliott as much as I love the idea uh, which was brought up by a reader last week of a cool kind of Tim Elliott Joseph Benavidez uh friend versus friend sentimental retirement match for joe i, I think that's a cool idea i don't think that's going to happen so I, th- I i think nicolau elliot is the way to go uh and Elliott is just such a great opponent he's such a. I, I, I know we use the term gatekeeper litmus test and sometimes in a derogatory way but i think he does kind of serve that function for the ufc but in the best possible way i think his fights are exciting and I think he really is like you. You need to get past him to prove uh, that that you're you have what it takes to be a champion. Because he gives he gives it for 15 minutes, win or lose, you are going to learn something and you are going to become a better fighter after you fight Tim Elliott. Because he's he's a wild man. So uh,
3: I think it'd be a great fight for both guys and uh, and keep keep them in in line for contention. That's an interesting matchup because the Tim Elliott we saw against Jordan Espinosa is not the same Tim Elliott we've seen over the last couple of years. This is not the crazy, mm-hmm. let's get a fight of the night, Tim Elliott. This is the more composed, whatever James Krause tells me to do, I'm going to do and get two paychecks, Tim Elliott. So that's an interesting fight. Tim Elliott was eyeing Manel Cape. He liked that option. He likes Kaikar France, but maybe Matthias Nicolau with the win. Maybe he likes that matchup. Tim Elliott ain't going to say no to anybody anyways. So, uh, that's fun. I'd be down for that. Um, as you probably know, the first fight on the main card was between Eric Anders and Darren Stewart at 185. Anders, he looked tremendous. I mean, great. Gigantic. He looked gigantic. He was in fantastic shape. He trained at fight ready for this camp. He was opening up. He had Darren Hurt. And then, he lands the illegal knee. The fight is waved off. The main card starts and ends with no contests. And, uh... In the case of the middleweight middle middleweight fight, we're skipping it. We're skipping it. There's no winner. <laughs> yeah. We're going right to the Sorry, wild guys. card round. AK. we're going right to the wild card round. Uh, one and fight- before before
4: people call us out for the because we did the main event, it's the main event, guys. It's the main event. It's Leon Edwards and Ball. Of course, we're gonna do that one. Yes, both fights ended in no contest, but you're, we I mean, we have to do the main event. So apologies to Eric Anders and apologies and respect to Eric Anders uh, and Darren Stewart for what happened there, but. Uh, Guys, you got it. There has to be a, for the most part, unless you're the main event. There's got to be. there got to be a result, an so, actual
3: result. And after the main event ended, you probably. But until I said Eric Anders and Darren Stewart fought to an unconscious, <laughs> you probably forgot about it. So you're welcome <laughs> that we reminded you of uh, more diving into the rules that uh, that we haven't done in years. But uh, so now, AK, I'm going to ask you to take one fighter that we have not match made for yet, and you can match make for them right now. So my best friend, what is your wild card selection for UFC Vegas 21?
4: Yes, my best friend. Well, I, you know, I, I, I've, I haven't been doing these quick hits in a while. So let me do some uh, wild card quick hits first. Uh, Ronnie Yaya up to 145 for Grapplers of Light with Ryan Hall, as suggested by our gear uh, uh, Cruz. I would just be, oh, that'd just be so, so good. Or as uh, I think it was MMA Wagers on our post bite show suggested Ronnie Yaya versus Ronnie Lawrence so we can have Ronnie on Ronnie. <laughs> Hashtag it uh Marcelo Rojo and uh, Rafa Garcia I just want to both together and they did combat America's proud even in defeat I thought they did combat America's proud so great to see them in the UFC uh, and Manel Cape work on point fighting be more macho stop stop nobody Mike, nobody likes knockouts no nobody no come on MMA fans don't want to see knockouts they want to see you using your speed and agility and your physical gifts to go to be deacon in and out hitting those inside leg kicks peppering pepperin the opponent with jabs little uh, clinch <clears throat> clinch punch little clinch punches in the body you got to get you got to score points okay not knock people out nobody cares about knockouts you got to score points you know he will he'll, he'll 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 figure it out he'll figure it out he's a, he's in, he's in america now okay not none japan where they like exciting fights they like guys who finish fi- nobody wants that nobody wants that no so uh my actual wild card pick had to go with the lone victorious canadian on the card uh, unfortunate outcomes for Toronto's Mitch uh, Kanov and uh, Newfoundland's Gavin Tucker. Uh, thanks for showing off, guys. But it was it was it wasn't their night. It was the night for Charles Jordan, who uh, who picked up a n- great third round TKO of Marcelo Rojo uh, after an awesome fight that should have gotten a fight of the night bonus. It should have p- performance bonuses and a fight of the night. Just give more bonuses. So uh, I like it. I like Charles Jordan. I think there was a, a, a I was actually struggling a little bit to find options because I wasn't sure if he's quite ready to to leap up and face a good featherweight veteran. You know, we talk about lightweight and bantamweight a lot. Featherweight is maybe the third most stacked division. Uh, and there's also a lot of people in his in his range who I feel like he's a little bit above experience-wise or results-wise. He's I, I just don't know how to gauge him yet as a, as a prospect. So uh, I went pretty high. I went with someone who was supposed to fight on Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, they had to bow out because their opponent got injured and they couldn't find a replacement. So, Ricardo Hamos... Supposed to fight Zubair Tukagov. maybe a bit of a step up for Jourdain, maybe a little too far a step up, but I'm willing to take that chance, and I want to see I want to see Hamos in action soon. Uh, don't know how long Jourdain will be out. That was a pretty tough fight. Could it could be a considerable potential uh, medical suspension, but if not, I'd like to see this one turned around quickly, and and I think uh, Hamos would be a good test for him.
3: Manel Cape should have gotten the win, so Ooh. I'm gonna get I'm gonna make a little bonus pick. We need to see Midal versus Tyson now. We have to see this fight. We need to see, you know, as as AK so eloquently put it on the on the post fight show, point fight like a man. Neither of those guys are gonna point fight like men. They're just <laughs> gonna go in there and try to knock each other's heads off, and that's a confidence boost fight for either guy. It's 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 a fight that it's kind of shocking that they haven't fought already.
4: I know. Could we talk to we we both know we both know Tyson? Should we message him? Should we message him and you know his management? We should, should we tell them should we tell them Campaign for this call call out. Let's do the call. Should we set up a quote unquote interview just for the purpose of him calling out Cape? Because it it is a it is a shame if these two never meet in the octagon. Yeah. If for some reason, well, there there is no reason this fight shouldn't happen in the UFC. It has to happen.
3: We need to like get them both on what the heck at the same time. There you go. Yes. And just it'll be respectful. Like no one's going to talk trash about the other. It's just you know Manel uh, will probably have that one dark moment in the interview called called Cody Garbrandt Cody Garbrandt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still not over that.
4: i still not over that. that I Manel love that. that. Oh, that's rough, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I want to think of what he's going to call Tyson now. I like Tyson
3: now. Yeah, he'll probably. I mean, that that's just a great fight. Um, my actual pick. Can, can we give some love to Aya? I mean, my God, like just every, not just us. I'm talking about like the fans. I, I think that I, I think he's becoming he's not ryan hall he hasn't gotten that ryan Hall like unicorn level swag yet but he's getting there I feel like he's a hardcore fans you know fan like he's on he's up there I want to the, the UFC needs to give this guy a bit of a rub too like no matter what like I'm not saying like give him a, a, a top five or a top 10 not even a top 15 matchup but let's give this man a step up for the love of God like I know he fought Ricky Simone, and he lost that fight and it wasn't the best performance but Let's give him another chance at, like, that kind of a fight. Give him a guy right outside of the top 15 with the win. Maybe he cracks it. Ronnie Yaya versus Casey Kenny sounds like a blast to me. Like, let's get in there and let's see how good these guys are. Like, Ronnie Yaya, like he said in the post-fight to D.C., he's not a spring chicken. He's getting up there in age, but he seems to be getting better. I think his... His durability is getting better. I think his workmanship rate is better. I don't think he's gassing himself out. That was my, my one concern. That's my one concern against anybody he fights is that he's going to go and he's going to work hard for takedowns and the grappling and the submissions. And if he doesn't get it by you know, the midway point of round two, he starts to fade. I feel like he kind of conserved himself a little bit better yesterday in that fight, in that submission win. So Yaya versus Casey Kennedy just sounds like a lot of fun to me. I really like that matchup. And uh, let's see who's next in the top 15 between those two guys.
4: Yeah, this, this is why you, gotta keep, why you keep a guy like uh, Ronnie Yaya. I hope they keep him around for a long time. Because, look, yeah, he's a veteran. He's probably pretty far from title contention. But he's the kind of guy like who's been around and, and, and doesn't carry himself. Like, oh, I deserve a top 15 guy. I deserve a top 10 guy. He probably does. But again, if you look at his record, he's really just fought anyone up and down the rankings. He just likes to stay active. He likes to compete. He likes to uh, represent jujitsu, which he certainly did on Saturday with just a completely one-sided performance. Uh, just he's he's very much like Damian Maya. When he gets on the ground, it's just magical h- h- how he passes, how he sets up some missions. It's like him and him and Maya. They're not the most muscular guys. They're not they're not these these hulking. Gigantic grapplers, they're they're you know in good athletic shape, but when you when you get on the mat with them, they become friggin' Francis and Ganu. Like they just look like the strongest human beings on the planet, and and really that is that is the the art of jujitsu. And um yeah, he's just so much fun to watch. I would love to see him test Kenny. I, obviously, I think most people would favor Kenny in that matchup, but again, this is why they are veterans uh, like Yaya Rand. You have to if he if, if if Kenny was to be heavily favored, then he should he should dominate a matchup with Yaya theoretically, uh but. You know, you got pr- to prove you can do it against a guy that's been around this long.
3: Yeah, that, and I kind of want to see what, what what Ronnie would do against a guy. I mean, Case is a good wrestler, but he's obviously mm-hmm. going to keep that on the feet. Ronnie mm-hmm. Aya has had the tendency to fall in love with his striking a little too much. He did that yeah. in the Ricky Simone fight. So let's see how he he does. I, I think that's a really good matchup. And people forget Ronnie Aya in his last 11 fights is 8-2-1. He's 8-2-1 so with a whole bunch of finishes. This guy is he's a so bad good. mamma jamma. Let's give him a step up. Uh yeah. So, I don't know. If it, I don't know. Do we have a check? Do we have any check the tapes? Oh, we do. Well, we have two notes. Uh, f- oh, well, I'll shout out. I'll, sh- I'll shout
4: out. <clears throat> excuse me. Guys. Excuse me. listener. I don't know why my throat is so dry this morning. Uh, first, I'll shout out one of our uh, Twitter, our Twitter pals, uh, who just goes by G or <laughs> at Young Rabbi 86, regular listener and contributor. He it, demanded that I that I uh, give him credit for Carlos Felipe versus Jason Collier. Uh, which is taking Jake. place... Jake Collier. There's no Jason. There's no Jason. Is, there, is there a Jason Collier? That's not a thing, is
3: it? There, there's probably a Jason Collier out there somewhere.
4: Oh, like in, in the world, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was the... When is this... Uh, oh, gosh. I'm, oh, my gosh. My Google is failing right now. When is this fight booked for? I like to say when. This is for UFC 263. June. On... What's UFC 263? June 12th. So... Collier versus Felipe. Uh, G insists that he called. He called this one, and that we. He called himself. He said, "I'm I'm the thick boy whisperer." So I guess he's <laughs> telling us he has a, I did not call him this. He called this. He called him this himself. So this is. I guess he has a knack for figuring out where these obscure heavyweights are going to end up next. So. I, I I can't. I actually didn't really go back and check the tapes. I'm assuming he's he, he's right, uh, and and he actually did predict this. So. Well done, G. Well done. You are the thick boy whisperer. I can't. I don't remember anyone else calling for this fight. Uh, so that's something. And uh, I also just wanted to give a, a, a minor shout out. Oh, I had the date right in front of me. To uh, Luigi. <laughs> Luigi Vendramini versus Faris Zium. Uh that's also taking place June 12th UFC 263 these are two names that were very popular with listeners lately matching up with other people nobody matched them up together but I just wanted to so that's kind of my update for you guys who were like throwing Vendramini in a lot of matchups and Faris Zium in a lot of matchups they got each other so that's kind of fun so uh, we didn't uh, re- listeners we didn't quite hit the mark on that one but you guys were headed in the right direction that those two were sort of in the same sphere uh, just nobody, nobody matched them up with each other for some reason
3: that's it. That's all the check the tapes. We didn't do anything. We didn't do it. Like we didn't get one. <laughs> Benaille Darius versus Tony Ferguson. I might get a little pat on the back for. I took us on a oh, journey. On a journey yeah. with that one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know
4: what? People check the tapes. Mike. Mike was on uh, a Darioush Ferguson. I think. I think that was a. Uh, I have to think readers kind of liked that one too. I don't know. I mean, I might have been the only one that was like, I don't think that one's gonna happen, but it looks like reports are it's it is it is yes. being targeted
3: yes we have not confirmed that fully yet so not uh, yet not yet and from what i understand uh penn has not hit paper for that fight just yet but we'll see what happens i and i and feel we're, confident when we're we'll talking
4: tony ferguson when we're talking tony ferguson i like to know the contracts are signed frankly, yes if I'm being frank.
3: yes all signs are pointing in that direction but it is okay. not a hundred percent done okay. uh what what are the p? You know what? Why don't I, I'll roll first with the piece. Yeah, please, Mike. Go ahead. What you got? Uh, I'll do the matchmaking, and then I, we might have to introduce kind of a newer segment to the show because some of the DMs oh, that I guess. got are are a little different, reactionary, so to speak. Uh, John George, regular contributor on the IG DMs, uh, likes Charles Jourdain versus Bruce Leroy. Uh, but if if we want a fun technical match, but if we want chaos. Charles Jordan versus Darren Elkins would be uh, a lot of fun. He also says if Danny Ege doesn't get the zombie fight, I think the winner of Arnold Allen versus Sadiq Youssef would be a great matchup to watch. Also, featherweight's awesome. That's just a great. Uh, that's a great division. Henry Terry uh, suggests Davy Grant versus Brian Kelleher. That's fun. I like that one. I thought about it. Uh, Angela Hill versus Amanda Hebas. Ryan mm-hmm. Spann versus Nikita Krylov. And uh, another another Charles Jourdain selection. This is an interesting matchup, AK. I want to get your take on this, one Canadian to another. Charles Jourdain versus Jared Gordon.
4: They they're very close to each other in my rankings. I think they're within five spots of one another in my rankings. Uh I yeah, no, I like it. I think like I said, this is this is where I was torn on. Do I do we give him someone more veteran, do we give him someone who's closer to his level of experience? I think Gordon's maybe right in
3: that sweet spot, so I can see it happening there you go uh but that's all i got in terms of like matchmaking the rest are just questions and we'll get to those after
4: yeah i think i might have got a question too but it might have been it might have been answered up on saturday uh by the result of the main event um or the not lack of result of the main event i should say uh yeah so uh you mentioned some of these already mike but yeah these are some of the popular reader suggestions number one most popular one uh not one of the not one of the main card fights this is what i saw the most recommended people really want to see. Nazrat Hakparas and Alexander Hernandez. Ooh, that's a good one. The people are talking about it. That was the most popular. I guess. I guess again, the fact that we didn't really have a result in the main event might have made people not like super thrilled with matching up Edwards or Muhammad. So, uh, but Edwards versus Wonder Boy was probably the, the the top suggestion I saw for Leon Edwards. People really wanted that one. Uh, Ryan Spann versus Volkan Uzdemir. Yep. Was the most popular matchup I saw for Ryan. Uh, Kirillov also came up for, for Ryan Span a lot. Uh, l- first time, uh, long time listener, first time commenter, Chris at underscore Dragonslayer underscore the number two. Uh, first off, just wanted to make sure we showed love for Davy Grant, and he was one of many who threw out the Grant versus uh, Trevin Jones suggestion. So thank you, Chris, for uh, for uh, the suggestion. Uh, Danny Gay versus Zombie. Danny Gay versus Josh Emmett. Both of those came up. So people, yeah, we're all, we're all kind of in the same area with, with Danny Gay right now. Uh, that makes sense. Hill versus Hibas, as you said. Uh, another one I saw, a good one I saw for Jourdain, which again, a little more experienced, which is why I probably didn't pull the trigger on it, but stylistically, I really like it. Jourdain and uh, Makwan Amirkani would be a really good fight. I like that one. I mean, an interesting test for Jourdain, because I do think Amirkani is a really good grappler. I do want to see how Jourdain would deal with that. Uh, Rani Yaya versus Saeed Nurmagomedov. Saeed Nurmagomedov, another one of the. I think he's coming up every week. Him and Umar Nurmagomedov. No relation, by the way. Uh, those two names are both coming, and I think they both fight at bantamweight, which I think is why I'm getting confused, and I think why also why people keep throwing their names out there. Let me just double check that. Uh, yeah, they're both at bantamweight right now. So, so Numar, Numar, uh, a lot of eyes, on these guys, I guess, whenever they fight. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll I'll keep I'll keep people updated when when they get matched up. That'll be a check of the tapes whether we predict the, predicted the right fight or not. Uh, Courtney Casey versus Victoria Leonardo. I saw come up a few times and matthew Semmelsberger, semi the forgotten in all this who started off uh the show with an incredible knockout of uh, of jason witt uh have we mentioned Semmelsberger at all this show so far
3: no not once which is unfortunate
4: 16 16 second ko his knockout was faster than than danny gays don't listen to what uh tayo cormier and uh, and michael bisping were saying on the card that was not a three second knockout by danny gay there was other stuff that happened that fight behind, besides that one exchange, uh, yeah. Semelsberger had a 16-second knockout, and he opened the show completely forgotten. Complete, we, we're, we're like 45 minutes into this show, Mike, and we, we've been, I don't even remember mentioning him on the on the post-fight show. That's crazy, guys. This business is this business is not just what have you done lately. It's like what have you done within the last like 30 minutes? It's crazy, it's rough. So yeah. So shout outs to the, everyone recommending Matthew Semmelsberger and Gabe Green. Very specific, but it came up more than once. So. The readers are in tune with one another they they know what they're doing in the matchmaking i like it going to the dms i mentioned g g also uh young rabbi 86 also had some other good suggestions i'll just i'll throw this out real quick uh hack prosperous guida yaya versus anthony burchak johnny eduardo winner that's on march 20th i'd love to see yaya and, and uh eduardo two
3: lifers i would see that those- burchak burchak i'm not interested in
4: yeah maybe not but <laughs> two, just two brazilian gamers uh how do you feel about this one?
3: Eric Anders, Phil Hawes. Yeah. I like I know we talked about like the rematch idea for Edwards Muhammad. I'm more inclined to, to make the rematch for Anders and Stewart. Even though it seemed like Anders was on his way. There wasn't a lot of time left in that first round. Had Stewart survived, because he is a durable cat. What would that mm-hmm. fight have looked like moving forward? I'm intrigued. Because Anders is a big dude. He put on a lot of a lot of muscle mass for this fight. He didn't look like an eighty five or he looked like the two oh five version of Eric Anders. Looks so huge. I'm curious to see. I I think they might run that one back, but I'm down I'm down for that fight. That's fun. Fight night main event, give me five
4: more rounds of that? Five more rounds of the, whatever what the hell was happening in that first round. <laughs> Just the chaos.
3: No, we don't need a main event. That was wild. Um, three that rounds. Was wild. Three rounds is fine. Three rounds is just fine. Uh, I think Anders. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to throw Phil in there with that version of Eric Anders. You know what I mean? You think, like, you like you think that version. You think that version of Anders is too much for Phil Haas right now? It's a, it's a big experience gap. I don't know, Phil Haas. Phil the, Haas if you're, if you're the, listening, the Eric Anders that fought Christoph Jocko. I actually would favor Phil Haas in that fight, <laughs> but this is a this is an Eric Anders willing to to throw and pull the trigger and um, use his strength and put his hands on Darren Stewart. We didn't see yeah. that in his last couple fights. Probably we probably haven't seen this is the Cleo Roundtree fight if we're being honest. But, but we saw it a lot more on Saturday. Give Phil one more fight before we start throwing him in there with the Eric Anders of the world.
4: That that suggestion definitely jumped out at me.
3: Uh, so I like that.
4: So thank you, oh that was, that was, Yeah, but I think it was worth discussing. For sure. Absolutely, it, it made me think. Uh, Nikolau. Oh, uh, I think the ship has sailed. But uh, Nikolau versus Ulanbekov, just rebook it. I don't know. I think the win was the well. Well, it depends how you feel about the win. I thought his performance was impressive. Whether you thought he won or not, I thought it was impressive. I thought he did enough to win. Uh, though I did pick Cape. I just said, like. I just went in four different directions there. I did think Cape won, but I had no problem with Nikolai winning. Let me let me put it that way. Um, so maybe he's moved on from the Ulanbekov uh, matchup, but that you could just rebook that. I'm fine with that. Another question. Uh, I like this one too. This is all from G, by the way. Uh, Young Rabbi eighty six, uh, Davy Grant versus uh, Amon Zahabi. Love it. I think a very cool matchup. And I I, I bring this up because I need to ask you. So he says Ege versus Bryce Mitchell. He's probably a bit ahead of Bryce Mitchell in the rankings, of course. But what what's up? What is up with Bryce Mitchell? Why is it taking so long? have heard anything. Why is he taking so long? He's not. He's healthy,
3: as far as I know. I don't recall him any surgery or anything like that. Or, um, I mean, the, I mean, that was a taxing fight against uh, Andre Feely. When was that? Is it was that? Was that, that, that was Halloween. I remember that was Halloween.
4: Oh, that was months ago. <laughs> that was Bryce. Get in there. Get in yeah, there! I Price. don't know. Man, it was a month ago. I thought it was. I thought it was like I, I was suffering from like COVID time distortion. You know what I mean? Oh, that was like in January or like October, 2020. Anyone who fought, man, you guys, these guys are ready. These guys are ready. Uh, I don't know if I love that particular matchup, but I just do. I do want to see Mitchell, uh, Price Mitchell, come back soon. I'm not. We're 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 in the third or we're almost in the second quarter of 2021. We're a couple of weeks away, Mike. Book a fight, Price. Let's get him in there. Come on, Thug Nasty. Come on, Thug Nasty. Uh, more from the Twitter. Uh, Barry O'Reilly Semmelsberger versus Gall. Yeah, I can see that. Hack Press versus Devonte Smith. Wow. I'd I'd, be, I'd watch that. It's There's a good lot fight. A good matchup for Hack Press, isn't there? It's a good fight. <laughs> a lot of good
3: uh, What else? What are these? I think I like picked. It? I I think I actually booked. I think. I think you might have. After Devonte's win, I said Devonte Smith versus Hazra, Nazra Hack Press. I'm sticking okay. with it. Yes,
4: let's do it. <laughs> This did sound weirdly familiar. And then I think, I forget, did you just bring this up as one of the possibilities? Or maybe I saw it more than once. Uh, Dan Ige versus Arnold Allen, Sadiq Yusuf winner. Uh, that's been a popular uh, listener
1: that's what I pick thought, for yeah. sure.
4: Uh, so, yeah, I'm into that. Probably more so Arnold Allen because I, I would love to see uh, Ige get a crack at like breaking that win streak. That pretty, pretty considerable win streak. Um, but, so, I mean, Yusuf wouldn't be bad either. But I, li- I like, I think I like Ige R- Allen a little bit more.
3: Ige Burgos uh, is fun, too, if Burgos beats Edson Barboza. Ige anything is fun right now. That knockout was amazing. Pissed him.
4: Dang. Dang. Uh, Scott McCrate uh, gave me some good suggestions. Uh, I like... <laughs> he's, Dave love's Cyphers. Cyphers. I always say Cyphers. Cyphers. Cyphers has not been released as far as we know, right? I mean, I just assume she's... On the verge of, being, but as, I have
3: not heard anything about her being released. No, she's she was supposed to fight Mallory Martin. Um, oh, yeah, she was in February, I think, or on the, or the March pay per view. Yeah, whatever Mallory Martin just fought. Um, she was supposed to fight Mallory Martin, and she got injured, so she was out of the fight. Um She hasn't <laughs> been released, I don't think. And then. Like this is a family show, but I I'm not sure if
4: I don't and and uh, Scott's commented uh, on on our show a lot. His comments on all our a lot of our our, our post fight preview shows, all that stuff. So I don't think he he meant to do this somewhat body play on words here. So <laughs> he mentioned Manel Cape versus Brandon Royle. Now I don't love this matchup. Uh, I I think I think I just don't. I think Royville's considerably ahead of Cape in the rankings right now. Let me put that, that that's why. I you think it'd be a fun matchup. I just think. I don't think Ball should have to fight Cape right now. Um, and I, I, I made a note to myself to read this because he, he, had a, he said, uh, <laughs> "I have a dirty mind." Raw Dog, worst nickname in MMA. That's my that's my opinion. Uh, raw Dog will pull out the best in Cape. Both would benefit. And I just the phrasing of Raw Dog and pulling out just made me laugh. I'm so, I'm sorry. That is just it's a family show. It's a family show. So, uh, so thank you, Scott, for that unintentionally somewhat filthy suggestion. Um, a good fight, but not, not one I expect to see soon. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like raw dog. Like I don't like the nickname. You're not a fan. I'm not a fan. Every time I, my, my, my nose instinct, like instinctively scrunches up every time I hear it or have to say it. <laughs> Get a new nickname, Brandon <laughs> Roybal, please. Uh, Liam Perry, uh, always coming in hot with suggestions during fight night. Uh, he, th- he had a couple of good ones. Angela Hill versus Marina Rodriguez, I think makes a lot of sense right now. No. Can we
3: talk about Angela? No, 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 no. Marina's so Why? far. Marina's like a f- win away she from a title shot. So far ahead. Are you kidding She's me? not so far. Come on, dude. She Listen, I love, I love Angela Hill as much as everybody. But they, these two aren't even on the same planet right Come now. Come on, Arena, three is a win two. away from a title fight. She just she, stopped Amanda
4: Hibas, right? Yeah. That Well, I'm just saying. I think that had more to do with her halting a she hype probably train. probably be. A lot of people thought she beat Carlos Sparza,
3: former champion. Okay, is, all right,
4: but she didn't. I mean, she didn't. Technically, technically, I'm just
3: saying. i just, just like, saying, like Angela decision. Hill didn't beat Claudia Gadelia. If we're gonna play that game.
4: Oh well, I don't think she's that far ahead of of Angela Hill. I think would I Which she
3: ten, would she like eight spots ahead of her on the rankings, nine maybe. Uh,
4: four in mine
3: In yours. Uh, if that's, you want, that's
4: true. In my the mystery rankings, and I'll, I'll take look. I'll, I'll play. I'll play your game. Heck, I'll play your game. This is, if you're hearing the clattering of my keyboard, that's me going to the UFC.com rankings. They have. All right, six spots. That's a lot. Uh, Marina Rodriguez is sixth. Angela Hill is twelfth they have Marina ahead of Claudia Gadelia. I wouldn't I wouldn't have her ahead of her yeah I would I, I wouldn't put Marina no I would not put Marina ahead of a lot of these better names I she you're right she might be closer to tell I need to see one more win and that win maybe should be Angela Hill so uh Liam Perry I think that was a good suggestion don't listen to what Mike has to say he's shaking his head right now
3: okay listen uh, <laughs> I, I the the fight to uh, let me just throw this out because I said this last weekend we I'm going we to reiterate it yeah I'm going to reiterate Please. it the fight to make is Angela Hill versus uh Amanda Lemos that's the fight to make Oh, yeah. yeah. Lamos, is, that, Lamos right? is is a scary cat. Former 35er. Yeah. I think she's the next big thing in this division. And how do you decipher if you're really the next big thing? You take on an absolute gangster like Angela Hill. You take on a G who's going to be in your face throwing hams at you. And if you can survive Angela Hill, kind of like how you mentioned Tim Elliott, I put Angela Hill in the same sort of category. Game as hell. Getting better. Good fighter, it can hang with the best, but it's kind of the te- like the the ultimate litmus test in this division. Like it's Tisha Torres, and then there's Angela Hill. You Angela Hill, you beat Angela, you fight Tisha Torres, you beat Tisha Torres, you, Tisha Torres, you move up. That oh excuse me. I got so excited that I, oh I my smacked my table with my wedding ring. Um yeah, Lamos versus Angela Hill is the fight to make. That's a fun scrap, anyways. Those two are just gonna stand there in the pocket and throw hams at each other. I love it.
4: All right, Liam Perry, you made you made Mike get fired up. You made Mike mad. i made I'm, Mike mad, but I, I still support it. Uh I, I'm glad he matched up for someone for uh, Gavin Tucker. I think this was the only Gavin Tucker uh oh, there was a few matches, I think this is one that I really liked. Gavin Tucker, Nate Landwer, thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Yes, please. That is a great fight for Nate. Great fight for Nate, great fight for Gavin. Uh ton of action guaranteed. I love it. Uh Marcus McGahy sometimes comes in through email, sometimes comes in through DM, this time is through DM uh nicolau versus kai kara france i don't think i think kara france might be well no because i think pretty highly of nicolau but i just don't think that's a, a fight kai france is, uh, his team is probably looking for right now
3: i don't think they have much of a choice i mean that's that, that i think that's fine i mean yeah. tim elliott also wants kai kara france so yeah. i'm down maybe we just throw them all in there triple threat match yeah. nicolau what? elliott what? <laughs> and, <laughs> and kai
4: france Fly was going to have some good ones over the next, like, six months, including, hopefully, Manel Cape versus Tyson Nerm.
3: That's the fight. Uh, you can do it at 35, too, if point. you want.
4: Jin Yu Fry coming off her first UFC yes. win, probably saving her job. How do you like her versus uh, next week's uh, Cheyenne Bays and uh, Montserrat winner?
3: Well, she won't fight Cheyenne because Cheyenne oh was a benefit was a huge benefit for her for Ginny Fry in this oh, fight. Oh, we
4: mentioned this on the we mentioned this on the on the post my show. That's right. That's uh right. if How Cheyenne loses, yeah, I'm in Montserrat. for that. Makes a lot of sense, must yeah. So uh so we, uh, Marcus you're in the, you're win in the, in the right ballpark. And I wanted to mention one of his comments. He just wanted to say if you're an MMA fan and you don't like Angela Hill, I don't trust you. We cannot be friends. This <laughs> this falls, this falls under what I dubbed the Caceres rule. So he likes he likes Alex Caceres, he likes Angela Hill. And if you don't uh, like either of those fighters, you are suspect, apparently. I like it. Uh, Toke Gerding Jensen from Denmark. from Denmark. Uh, I made a note for myself to read this comment, too. I can't remember why. Uh, he said, let's try and... F- oh, okay. He just, he's just insisting we don't do the Edwards-Muhammad matchup he's, uh, rematch. He said, let's try and fix this mess that was the main event. We have to move on. We cannot rematch this. The fight was lopsided into the eye poke. We don't need to see it again. Uh, and then he wants to see Edwards versus Wonderboy and uh, Bilal versus Li Jingliang. So, yeah, a very good logical matchups there from Tok. Uh, and also, uh, he also brought up Bryce Mitchell. He said, why not Bryce Mitchell for Charles Jordan? So, Bryce Mitchell, wherever you are, people are making suggestions for you. You got you to gotta fight somebody, right? Ryan Hall, hopefully that fight's still alive. I know we all, that was the big, big, big one in 2020. That must have been, got, come up so many times. Uh, so, we just don't know what's what's going on there, but that's probably still the the top up. bryce mitchell matchup would be ryan hall if if that can that can get lined up and uh, jack o'hara i think a first time i want to say this yes first time contributor long-time listener thank you jack for chiming in uh he likes uh, davy grant versus randy costa costa is injured uh he had to get out of a fight recently but hoping to fight again in may i think he said so davy grant costa yeah i'm down i'm down for that fight and one, uh, the only one I had to shoot this one down, I like this matchup, but I ha- I'm bringing it up because I got, sorry, Jack, I got to shoot this one down. Uh, Nazrat Hakpras versus Drakar Close. Good matchup. Close is fighting Jeremy Stevens in a lightweight bout on April 17th. So he's accounted for, but I do like the matchup on paper. I also think I'm picking Close to win that fight. So certainly that's something that could be arranged, uh, afterwards, but, uh, don't count out Jeremy Stevens, especially in a return to 155 could be, could be revitalized. Uh i'm gonna gotta wrap up here soon but instagram dm i only got i only got one guy on my instagram DM. oh no 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 i'm sorry someone literally just came in as we were recording so <laughs> live live podcasting everybody uh but jacob best likes did, how did we not mention this as a possibility probably oh probably because this guy's retired but muhammad and Shemaya. yeah sure we don't know when Shamayev's, But the thing is Shemaya I, I i we've said this a bunch of times Think like he people he might actually be retired like i i don't think so i still think uh you know whatever that's that moment was where he had a statement and and then it was erased because of the influence of dana white and and uh and uh Khadirav, god help us uh i but I, look if you if i if he turned out he actually was retired i that wouldn't surprise me either so uh but i actually like it i like i like the idea of it i know it's be tough to figure out whenever Again, no no major injury, apparently, to Muhammad's eye. But again, who knows how much time he wants to take off. That, that was really – that looked really ugly. And Shamayev might not even be back this year. So I could see that happening down the road if, if Shamayev continues – maybe it's not next. Maybe it's not next. That might be a 2022 matchup um, for whatever reason, uh, I guess assuming Shemaya fights again. And uh, he wants <laughs> Davy Grant versus O'Malley. He said after O'Malley chins Almeida. So not really – not giving Thomas Almeida a chance. O'Malley's run through – Uh, Almeida and set up a fight with David Grant that would be so much fun yeah I need to see Grant get more mic
3: time I think he's a nice
4: guy but I think he could talk
3: some I think he can
4: talk some crap
3: too I would like like him to really like rip (laughs) I want to see him do an interview where he doesn't have broken bones in his face or his foot or his leg yeah (laughs) his his foot was like hanging off his body as he was doing
4: the interview he's like I'm fine I'm fine. Like I'm not hurt. And like he's like limp. He limped into the interview area. Limped away from the interview area. It's like he probably should have just gone to the back right away. I, I'm glad he got it. I'm sure he wanted to do a post fight interview, but I'm like, maybe, maybe just let him go to the back.
3: He had a broken jaw in the uh, fight before, and did an interview. Yeah, he really should stop doing that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, you know, I'm man. not going to tell David Grant how to live his life. David Grant is living his life, and I'm not going to tell him how to do it uh from email matt bradbury uh with a lot of good recommendations but i really like again i, I like to give ones where we haven't brought them up jj aldrich won. look she won she won her fight controversial absolutely very close fight poor courtney casey third split decision loss of her ufc career but jj aldrich is is officially the winner uh so someone said her and molly mccann matt bradbury i like it sure makes sense uh, molly mccann i know some someone like what well, didn't she retire And it's like no no she left her gloves in the cage after her last fight and she said it was i think her father had passed if i'm not mistaken so it was more of a of a dedication to her father, I think.
3: Yeah, you know, something that.
4: something like that. Yeah, it was just an emotional yeah. moment. Austin Deschamps. I got to ask you about this one, Mike. Uh, Davy Grant, a lot of Davy guys, man. Davy Grant, he's having it. He had, he's having a weekend. Davy Grant and Cheeto. Mm. Too soon, too high, maybe.
3: Yeah, I mean, I would I'd watch, but you know, we're talking Marlin on Marlin, <laughs> Marlin on Cruise. Fights of uh, that nature. I don't know yeah. if Davy Grant will uh will light the fire under Cheeto Vera. How could I forget Marlon and Marlon?
4: Um, uh, what was this other one? Okay, sorry, I'm 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 loading up another comment. I I like to read ones explanations, but the other Austin's other one that I really liked. This would have been my number one choice, except I have already booked, I, I have already booked this one for Minner Derek Minner. I really liked uh, Derek Minner and Julian Arosa, but actually, if I hadn't done that already, I actually think Jourdain versus Arosa would be my number one pick uh for jordan
3: next Arosa is booked i believe
4: oh is he already oh that
3: makes, yeah that um maybe. oh f-
4: maybe that's the other reason i didn't book,
3: <laughs> I didn't book let, let me just let me just look it up sure. um I, i'm pretty sure he's booked did he already oh he is, oh i did look at this uh
4: Wu that, Choi. that's what it was yes who, who jordan is beaten but if a oh that's in, and that's in june oh, that's a long time
3: yeah, I don't like. not yeah, like that. that matchup. I mean, it's fine. It 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 is what it's fun. Oh, Sung um, Choi and Rosa. Julian Rosa wanted Alex Casares. I really wanted yeah. to see that.
4: Yeah, that made a lot of sense. This is, does seem random. This seems like a random. He his he signed off the first name that was like sent in his direction. No yeah. no disrespect to Sung Choi, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like he still he was ready for his, maybe a slightly bigger name. Uh, and uh, Choi, a good fighter, but not 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 the most not exactly the most well known guy.
3: Yeah, it's I mean it's fine, it's a fun fight. I just yeah, I thought. I mean, Choi's won two in a row, so yeah, maybe. Uh, Tristan Gordet he's on the EG Emmett bandwagon here, is,
4: and he said the fight sells itself. Period. I think the fight can happen. Emmett, in an interview, said he's hoping to come back in August. He'll have an MRI on his knee in the coming. Oh, this is where I got this information from. <laughs> He'll have an MRI on his knee in the coming weeks to see the progress of where it is. Uh, we all know that Iggy is taking some time off for the birth of his child. Makes sense to me. I agree. I think that I think the timing lines lines up. So that see. So uh, now now I'm really sad if it's if it's not Iggy Emmett or Iggy Zombie, I'm gonna be really sad because I think all of us and the listeners are all like, yeah, this is one, one of these matchups is
3: is is money. We'll <laughs> or Iggy Burgos or Iggy Hall. All of these are all fun. Gay versus or, anybody rocks. Emmett,
4: Emmett Zombie. Now now I'm thinking of Emmett Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we can maybe we'll, we are we can figure this out. And uh, I will close with Harry Dwoskin. First of all, for uh, being kind enough to help me uh, pronounce his name properly. He is not from like Eastern Europe, so there's no. Re- I was calling him. He- I was calling him Harry Dwoskin before. <laughs> uh, I'm a noted over an overpronouncer. I might try hard when it comes to pronouncing names. No, he is from. I think he said he's from New York. And uh, I think he said. Let me, let me make sure I get this right. He said I'm from I'm from New York. Uh, it's just Dwoskin. Okay, so Harry Dwaskin, thank you for the correction. And he had some good suggestions. I love when people match up contender series names who have yet to debut. So he said Rafa Garcia versus Tucker Lutz, who was a two-time contender series guy. Actually, he made it on his second. I think he's he did it twice in one year, right? So a few people have done that, but he did it twice in one year and he got it in his got the contract in his second attempt. So love when people do that, uh, Rafa Garcia, and I do want to see Rafa Garcia stick around. So uh, uh, Jose, uh, he agrees with Jose Young's pick: Charles Jourdain versus Alex Casares, and that'd be a lot of fun. So it's the right matchup for him right now as well. My, my Jourdain pick really was not as good as some of these uh, listener picks. I'll, I'll admit it. And I just didn't pick Aceres because I didn't want to agree with Jose. So, uh, full disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> I like this matchup. If people are talking about... Again, there's no easy fights at fly. There's no easy fights in the UFC. There's definitely no easy fights in the Flyweight division. Manel Cape, Malcolm Gordon. Canada's own Malcolm Gordon. Uh, and in my words, I think that would be a loser leaves town match. Uh, so... A lot would be on the line.
3: But I, thought, I thought Gordon was already released. Oh, it's possible. It's possible. I could I be wrong. I don't want to speak out of turn, but I thought uh, – I'm pretty sure I thought Malcolm Gordon was released. I'll have to double check on that. But, uh, yes, uh, I hope not. I'd like, I, I don't think that's a terrible matchup.
4: I, uh, yeah, I don't think that's a terrible matchup. I actually like where, where, uh, where Harry's uh, head is on that one. And then we end with a joke, Mike. We end with a hilarious joke from Harry. He says, why not Leon Edwards versus John Jones for the I-Poke Championship of the World? L O L Harry, what a what a uh, what a charming wise crack, But I do like when uh, I do like when our when our our listeners get a little cute. So yes, if we can do a, a humorous Edwards versus Jones eye poking matchup, that would be great. But I, I I don't see that Dana White booking that one anytime soon. So there we go. Thank you, listeners. Awesome suggestions as always. Thank you everyone who chimed in for the first time. I hope I didn't forget anyone. If I did, of course, blast me on social media. You can send angry DM on Twitter to me. Uh, at Alexander K.K. K. Lee or on Instagram at Alexander K. Oh, no, it's the other way around. Mike, fix this. Mike, fix this in both. No. Mike, fix this in <laughs> We're doing it live. Alex, at Alexander K. Lee, one K on Twitter, Alexander K.K. K. Lee, two Ks on Instagram and then Alex.Lee at SBNation.com for email. Mike, where can they where can they reach you?
3: Uh, find me on Twitter at Mike heck underscore JR, on, uh, the I G M underscore heck JR. Um, shout out to Boston rich for his question. Cody on as well. Uh, Cody on was talking about why people are even suggesting Leon Edwards fight for a title based on his resume. Uh, Boston rich had a question about Colby Covington and him not taking any fights. Is it going to shoot him in the foot? Um, yes. we shall see. We shall see on both of those. So I appreciate you reaching out.
4: Yes reached out to me that thank you I, I was like i was like you must know this guy boston rich i'm like yeah yeah he reached out to me as well thank you thanks mike for answering that question i forgot to bring that up and also uh sorry i, I mentioned we got up one we got a message live from the uh, josh josh abukai oh gosh i got to read these without vetting them uh <laughs> nazar hakprass sarukian sure i'm down for that uh jordane versus laurent Lauren murphy i think actually a, few, a couple of people brought this one up oh he also likes nicolau versus roy Ball, so there we go that's that's uh he's not alone on that one and uh Again, another guy is with us. Cape vs. Nam, Nam Davy Grant, Trevin. This Davy Grant, Tre- Trevin Jones. I'm not kidding. That and Hack Frazier Hernandez, the most recommended uh, listener fights of the week. So, good job, listeners. We could have some really, really solid check the tapes uh, to look back on, look back on later this year. Because I think you guys, I think you guys nailed these ones.
3: There's no doubt about it that the matchmakers listen to this program because they want to get a gauge of where the people want. And they have to go to the fastest rising MMA podcast on planet Earth to get these answers. And it's because of you all and your wonderful suggestions. You guys make it happen, and we thank you very much. Uh, Join us next week as we turn the page to UFC Vegas 22 coming up this Saturday. Uh, The go-home show ahead of UFC 260, the main event this week, fun one, very pivotal matchup at 185 between Derek Brunson and Kevin Holland. I've been talking to Kevin Holland for many years now since he's on the regional scene, and ever since he's gotten into the UFC, there's been one name that he has mentioned pretty much every single interview of a guy he's wanted to to smack across the face. Derek Brunson is that man. There is heat. (laughs) And uh, we're going to get it. He's going to get his wish. And uh, we'll see it Saturday night, and we'll see what's next for those two gentlemen. And Gregor Gillespie's Gregor back. Gillespie's
4: Gillespie's a, po- a popular on to the next one. Again, all of last year, Gillespie's, for a lot of lightweight matchups, Gillespie's name was thrown out. So, guys, he is back. We can throw him, win or lose, we can throw him back into the matchmaking pool. So I'm excited for that as well.
3: He's got a tough one with uh, with Brad Riddell. That's a fun fight. we yeah. got Tai Tuivasa coming back against Dontel Mays, Adrian Yanez, Gustavo Lopez, Max Griffin, Kenan Song, Cheyenne Bays makes her debut against uh, Monsterat Ruiz, and uh, her husband, JP Bays, fights on that card Uh, as well against Bruno Silva. So should be some fun matchups. I expect uh, chaos, just like we had this past Saturday. Julia X, Julia. Julia and and plus Julia and Julia. This is going to be just tremendous stuff. The return of Montel Jackson. Uh, Roman Elize's 185-pound debut. Grant Dawson's 155-pound debut. There's just a lot to discuss, and we're going to talk about it next week. Until then, for AK, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for listening. And remember, do not take this too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. And we'll have more fun right here next week on On to the Next One. The podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The
0: NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.